Yes, I heard. Uh, well, God bless you all. It's an honor to be here before I take off running, because I will. <laughs> and um, Jess of Georgia, thank you both for allowing me to come and be with you. Thank you, Daylene. And how many are happy you're here tonight? There's no better place to be in the house of God, you know? It's the safest place in the world. You know, more accidents happen in a car driving, but in planes, everybody's afraid to fly, but actually you're safer flying than you are driving a car, is what they say. But I'd rather be in the house of God, worshiping with family and brothers and sisters in Christ from all over the world, because we all have one thing in common, that's Jesus. Amen? We're in love with Jesus, aren't we? And we wouldn't be out on a Friday night. I loved the worship. It was awesome. Enjoyed the, the song and our God is greater. That's an awesome song, isn't it? He turned the water into wine. He's going to do some miracles tonight, I believe. I came expecting. How many came expecting God to do something awesome? Every time we come to the house of God, something new and fresh should be happening. Amen? But I believe God's given me a, a word tonight. Um, I always have something I've planned and feel like I've prayed over. And as soon as we drove into town, he started talking to me. I said, Lord... I told Teresa the day we were getting ready to come, and I said, I'm ready. I was getting ready. Well, I was kind of wild today. You'll have to excuse me. I hope y'all aren't Presbyterian because I'm kind of wild. <laughs> but um, she said, all right, Leanne. I said, God's going to do something. And I see my notes flying out the window. And as soon as we got here, he started talking. So I love it when he does it. And I say that humbly because I'm just a servant of God. And I pray to deliver his heart and what he wants to say. You know, you can get up and talk about anything. But you want to say what he's saying so that what he says is going to make a difference in our lives. And so before we get started, I just want to honor Pastor Janie. Do I have something here? See, I surprise. The Holy Spirit's a surprise. How many love Cracker Barrel? We don't have Cracker Barrel in California. No, we don't. That's why I had to come back to Georgia. <laughs> let's, let's give the Lord a praise for Pastor Janie. And um, the Lord, we stopped in to grab a, a tea on the way in. And I said, Lord, I know there's something here special for her. And um, the card is from the Lord. So I believe in honoring the pastor's wives because they carry a lot, you know. Can I say amen? Praise God. And she's the... St Is it really? Joy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That's a good word, isn't it? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Wow. Our God is so good. Now, this kind of... I'm going to have to preach like this right now. <laughs> But anyway, it's good to be in the house of God, and uh, I brought my friend, Pastor Teresa Allen, with me all the way from California. Stand up, Teresa. I believe in giving honor where honor is due. Amen. And sweet Betty Wayne came all the way from Orlando, Florida. Go ahead. Precious intercessor. Her dear sister, Bobby Bachman, is still bearing fruit from all of this. Um, she uh, invited me uh, with uh, Mary Kicklider. Mary, stand up. Let's give a little clap for Mary. She's so humble. She always points to Jesus, and um, that's what we all should do. But she connected us, and, and that's how I got to meet Daylene. What an angel, and that's how I'm here, Pastor. Thank you. But Bobby's in heaven, but she's still bearing fruit. Isn't that awesome? I believe that what we do today will be bearing fruit long after we're gone. So the choices we make today, the seed we sow today, will be leaving a fragrance from heaven when we leave here. How many want to make a difference in this society, in this world, before you leave here? Because we're, we're, we're on a journey, but we have a destination. Can you say destination? Amen. We're not just here just to float around, but we're here for a purpose, and God's got an assignment for everybody's life. We have something to do. You know, the Lord was, was showing me the other day, you know, it says, many are called and few are chosen. And I was praying, and, it's, and it was like, Lord, what, what really does that mean? And this is the analogy I felt the Lord has showed me. Have you ever walked up to the, the swimming pool, and you, you just stick your big toe in there and feel the water? 
and you decide whether you're going to get in it or not. And there's some people that will just run right out there and dive right in. They won't even think about it. Is that what praise God? Come on up here and help me preach them. <laughs> Brother, you and I are on the same page because that's me. <laughs> when I was 15, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I couldn't dive. I didn't know how to dive. And so I would practice, and I'd still bend my knees. I just couldn't do it. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody have to learn to dive or just come natural? But I think it was part of what God was preparing me for because, you know, he wants us to be able to launch out into the deep, doesn't he? And you can't do it by just sticking your big toe in there and saying, well, I might today and tomorrow, I don't know. We'll see. But God's looking for some people that will just run in the swimming pool. Amen? I'm ready to launch out in the deep. Well, one day... Uh, we had some family over, and we lived on a farm out in the country in Alabama. So we were out in the middle of nowhere, and nobody was watching. And it started to rain, and it took my mind off looking into that water. And as the rain came down, I just leaped off that diving board and went straight in and never looked back. That's my testimony. <laughs> I've been swimming ever since. And it seems like I've been swimming upstream, you know. Going against the current. Because, see, God's not called us to go with the mainstream. Amen. And you know what I'm talking about? We're supposed to be tidal wavers. Amen. Making tidal waves everywhere we go. Making a difference. Anybody follow me? I didn't know I was going this way. I'm just flowing with the Lord. But I came to say that God's this transition that you all been going through is getting ready to end. Amen. 11, 11, 11 is a special night. Today, this, this day will never happen again on this earth. You know why? Because another millennium, I don't think we're going to be here another millennium. Do you believe that, pastors? I don't. So we need to celebrate tonight. Something good's getting ready to happen. Okay? Y'all following me? I, I've got notes, but I'm just going to follow the Holy Spirit. Daniel chapter 6, 26 through 27. It, it talks about Daniel living a life in a Babylonian place where the king did not know God. His name was Darius, and he had a lot of people around him that did not like Daniel. You ever felt like Daniel? You ever felt? See, when you live with integrity and character and you live a godly life, you are influencing society. God's called these kids to be Daniels. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Not going to compromise. Not going to say, I'm going to go with the stream. I'm just going to go with everybody. But when you stop and say, no, I think I'm going to fast today. No, I don't think I'm going to eat what I love to eat all the time. When we start putting structure around us and things say, well, God disciplined me. Daniel, he, he was surrounded by a world of corruption. He was in captivity, but yet he didn't go with the status quo. He went upstream, and it eventually paid off because the king saw something on Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that he did not see on the people around him. Can you say amen? Do you have something that people around you want? Or do you, on your job, do you look like everybody else? Or are, are you going with everybody else? Are you, are you afraid to go upstream? What do they think about me? What will they say? All that matters is what God thinks. Amen? Can God count on us in this generation to make a difference in society? King David. I'm sorry, Daniel. Daniel. You want to read that with me? I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, and steadfast forever. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. The king made this decree. You know why? Daniel was thrown into the lion's den because of a decree the king had made because of the evil people around him that were jealous of Daniel. You ever had anybody ever be jealous of you? Because of God in you? They want what you got. I'm here to tell you, 
When I said many are called and few are chosen, I believe those that are chosen, you make the choice in life. You could be called and just stay where you are right now the rest of your life and never do anything else. But the chosen ones are the ones that are going to dive in and say, I'm not looking back. Because once you dive in, you know how to do it, it'll become easier. Amen? It won't be a struggle. It, the water might be cold, but you'll get over it. Your body will go, whew. Mm. Y'all, under, y'all flowing with me. He made a decree, but this is the thing God spoke to me during the worship. I'm getting ready to change the decree that has been made against you, against this house. Does that make sense? Are y'all flowing with me? God's, he's changing the decree tonight. The king who had made the decree that if anybody bowed to any other God but him and his kingdom, that they would be thrown into the lion's den. Daniel three times a day, continue to do what he always done. Amen? What's going on around us should never affect our relationship with God. We should continue to fast and pray, read the Word, and seek His face and keep our eyes on Him. And what will happen? Your life will change a king's decision. He looked at Daniel. He fasted and prayed all night. King Darius said, let your God deliver you. Isn't that powerful? I'm talking power. I'm talking about changing lives, saving nations. Jessup, and I've got a lot to say about Jessup. I studied about this little town. But this is the thing. The decree is changing tonight. Amen. Can you receive that? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost all over my legs. I do. I don't know what that means, but it's changing tonight. It's shifting tonight. And listen, you've stood for righteousness. Come on, stand up. Give God some praise. Stand up. I want you to do something. With this shift, prophetic act, I want you just to turn completely around and turn back. It shifted just then. Glory. Come on, give God some praise. Give God the glory because he's doing the shift tonight. Hallelujah. And he is the king that changes the decree. Can you say amen to that? Thank God it's his word. Amen. So he changed the decree. Verse 27. Can we put that one up? See, I wrote this down. The Lord was speaking to me during the um, worship. He delivereth and he rescueth and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth. Now, this is a, a king that doesn't even know God. Come, listen to this. Your life can so change your boss's life. Am I talking to anybody? Listen, I live this. I know it. I wouldn't preach if I hadn't lived. That's why I get up here and say it with confidence. Amen? And in earth, who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. And the ones that accused him were thrown in there, right? God can silence the enemies. Those lions couldn't even bite him. They couldn't touch him. See, the enemy can't touch you. There's a place in God he can hide you. Where the wicked one doesn't know where you are. But we're getting ready. Listen, this vision, this house, God's got great plans for this church. Can you say hallelujah? Awesome facility, big building. We were driving by and I'm like, wow, that is a big church. Praise God. And it's going to get bigger. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, this wasn't my sermon. I just flowing with the Holy Spirit. Y'all don't mind, do you? Glory. I'm happy to be in the house of God. I'm just glad God could use me anywhere. When we stopped in Cracker Barrel, let me just tell you, I was looking for Pastor Janie a gift, and this lady said, excuse me. I said, okay. So I scooted up, and I didn't look at her because I was focused <laughs> on what I was trying to find. I was looking at cards, and the Lord gave me that card for her. And everything, see, God loves us. He's so personable. He knows exactly what you need on the fourth row, three seats over. The pastor doesn't know, but God knows. Sometimes he'll tell the pastor. Sometimes they'll sing a song, it's right for you. But tonight I pray God gives you something that you will never leave here the same. You'll leave here with something imparted. So the little lady, I hear her voice and I'm looking. And she said, excuse me. And I turned around and said, okay. She goes, could you open this box for me? And I said, sure. She goes, my hand. And she couldn't move it. It was like this. And I said, sure, I can open it. 
And so I'm opening it, and I said, God, this is a setup. I know it is. <laughs> and she goes, it's my sister's birthday. And so I was looking at it, and it says, sisters by nature. And I was reading it. I said, oh, that is so powerful. She goes, it's my sister's birthday. I said, this is a great gift. And it spoke to me. It confirmed something to me about some sisters in the Lord that just came into my life. I went, wow, that was awesome. And she goes, well, um, I said, what's wrong with your hand? And she goes, well, I, I can't move it. And I said, may I pray for you? She says, well, sure you can. And so I t- touched her hand, and we began to pray. And she said, where are you headed today? I said, I'm headed to a service tonight in Jessup, Georgia. She says, I pray it's going to be awesome. I, she didn't know me. I didn't know her. But when she spoke and she released it, I said, Lord, is this an angel? <laughs> Am I, is this a setup? Am I passing the test? And I said, we're already having healing meeting here in Cracker Barrel. Because, <laughs> see, I was ready then, and she knew it. Where are you headed tonight? See, our lives carry something. And she felt something. She goes, I go to the First United Methodist Church. And I said, praise God, I was raised Methodist too. She said, we got it, don't we? <laughs> I thought, do the Methodists do this in Cracker Barrel? But it touched her life. And she said, well, wherever you're going, I pray it's blessed. And she walked off, and there were three people waiting on her, a lady and three men. And I heard them saying, Sister So-and-so here had a car accident. But the interesting part was she was over there alone with me. She wasn't with them. And God was preparing for tonight. He was preparing. See, God's going to heal people tonight, heal bodies, amen, deliver, set free. Y'all ready for that? Amen. I had to take that off on the corner because it meant something. God's pointing us here. So I'm driving, we're driving through town. I know we're not far from uh, Waycross. And I've been in Waycross um, with uh, Pastor Suzanne about three years ago and ministered with her there. And I thought, we're not far. This is kind of close. So God's got something in Georgia and Jessup. And I was looking up Jessup. <clears throat> Now, y'all flowing with me because I go a lot of places. In the song, Jesus turned the water into wine. Did you hear the words? Isn't that awesome? First miracle he ever done. And his mother said, here he is. Do whatever he said to do. He goes, what do I have to do with you? It's not time yet. But he turned the water into wine. And I believe God's getting ready to turn your water into wine. Amen. He has saved the best wine for last. Can you say that to me? It's us. This is it. Tonight's the night. God's getting ready to turn it around. Miracles are getting ready to happen. Come on, sister. You're right on. Give God some praise. Give him the glory. That scripture is John chapter 2, verse 3, if you're interested in reading it. It's, I don't want to read them all. Save time. But I was looking up Jessup. And I said, Lord, what, what does Jessup mean? You know? And I'm looking it up. I couldn't find a thing. It said population in the year 2000 was about 6,000-something people. That's probably grown since then. Not much. <laughs> well, we're getting ready to stretch tonight. We're gonna, God's getting ready to bring increase. Are you all ready? So I said, okay, there's got to be something to Jessup. So I kept searching. So you know what it means? If you add an S, and I thought, well, what does S mean? Sanctification. I thought, well, that's going to go in there. An S is sanctification. That's a pretty good word. But it means Jehovah increases. Now, you probably know that, some of you. But if you look it up, it's a male name that means Jehovah increases. God's getting ready to bring increase. Not only in the church here, but in your personal lives. Financially, there's getting ready to be some breakthroughs right here in this section right here. I just sensed it when I looked at this precious lady in the blue. Increase. Amen? Can you say increase? (laughs) So, this name is a variation of the Hebrew name Joseph. Joseph was a mighty man of God, wasn't he? Come on. What did he do? He was right up there with Pharaoh. He, he started in the basement, didn't he? 
Have you ever felt like you're in the basement and you don't know if you're ever going to get out of there? Listen, if you serve God with integrity and character, you will come out of that basement. And you will end up in the palace next to Pharaoh. See, we think that all of our lives we're here and we're going to be in this one spot all our life. And you will if you just put your toe in the water. But if you run out there every morning, listen, y'all going to laugh. I used to, cut, when I love to get up in the summer, I'd run out there and dive in the pool. <laughs> Shorts, whatever. I just love to swim. So I didn't ask permission. I'd just run, dive in. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to run, dive in. You don't need to ask permission. God will say, go for it. Amen? Just do it. God's looking for some history makers that's ready to turn the world upside down for Jesus. And one of those songs we were singing reminded me of Elijah when he stood before the false prophets of Baal and challenged them. Amen. Either your God is asleep because they beat themselves, cut themselves, choked and rolled over and done everything they knew to do and nothing was happening. And Elijah stood there with confidence. So you can have confidence in God because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Amen. Is that a word or not? Listen, when I was in college, and my, uh, I used to get picked on all the time because I was a Christian. I was sold out, and this was a secular college. And the uh, English teacher would say to me, uh, <clears throat> well, can you quote us a famous scripture in the Bible? And I said, sure. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. <laughs> Did y'all get it? <laughs> and I didn't realize what I said, but he goes, okay, that's fine. Because he didn't like the word I said. <laughs> it, was, it was a miracle I passed that class, but Hallelujah. But see, we, we are called to be salt of the earth. Amen? And if we lose that saltiness, it's going to be all soggy. And, you know, we don't want to be soggy, do we? You ever see a soggy Christian? <laughs> I want to be one that's fresh, you know, white, crisp, and ready to do the work of God. I know it looks easy up here, but listen, there's a price to pay. To get from A to Z. Is anybody here in the house understand what I'm talking about? I hear any preachers in the house. Amen. Any mamas raising their kids? Come on. Amen. That's a ministry in itself. So it means he will add. See, God's getting ready to bring increase. I believe this because this is what he gave me. And the last name, Jessup is more common last name than it is a first name so it's a common name but you add the s did you all know this you probably did you didn't jessup you're you're a famous little town and as we drove through the city i saw a sign said vision okay vision and the lord quickened my spirit y'all give me a to find it my notebooks I write and I carry my tape recorder how many in the house got a vision there it is see without a vision of people perish so this is the part the Lord changed but I'm going to go back to the proclamation because God's going to decree a thing tonight something new over your life how many want that how many are ready to hear something new? Amen. I love you all. Love the pastor. Ain't he sweet? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I love it. I'm in the South. Can you say amen? I was born in Alabama. I'm not too far away from you. So, in the center of Jessup, the Lord quickened me when I looked at the sign where drive. It said vision. And in my spirit, this is what I, I put down. With, without a vision, the people perish. Vision says where we are going not where we've been. Amen? Amen. Does that make a, I'm making a sound in here, a splash. Did somebody dive in with me just then? Because Egypt was behind the children of Israel. Remember Lot's wife? There's one little paragraph in the Bible. Remember Lot's wife. That was one I always memorized in scriptures. It was easy. We had to memorize scripture. <laughs> Remember Lot's wife. So, Yes, salty. <laughs> oh my goodness, she was. But don't we can't look back when God says, "Look ahead." Amen. There's a song that goes, "Moving forward, I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. 
The past is over. Because if you drive looking in the rearview mirror, how many know? You're going to have an accident. But see, God says no more accidents. We're headed. God said great things are going to happen. Amen? He wants us to keep, his, keep our eyes on him, right? There he is. He's the light of the tribe of Judah. Amen? Oh, we're going somewhere. Thank you, Jesus. So vision is important. You can't go back. You go forward. And then he said precision. We were waiting for a sweet day lane at the Walgreens downtown. And um, I saw a sign that said precision. And the Spirit of God was so strong on us in the car. We were singing in the Spirit. Because when you sing in worship, you hear things, right? I do. I said, go ahead and sing it again. How much another bar? I'm getting something. <laughs> and so Betty started singing again. Then Betty had a word of encouragement. How many know it's a team? Are we a team? I'm joined in the, in the Spirit with you. These two women of God were given words. And I could pull them up right now and they could explain it with truth because we may not remember it, so I'll write it down. It's doing something with perfection. Amen? One thing about Daniel is he had a spirit of excellence on him. Do you want people to see you that way? I do. Because I haven't always been excellent. I don't know about you. I, you know, I wasn't born perfect. And I'm still not perfect. But character and integrity will keep you where gifts of the Spirit will not. Amen? Can somebody say amen to that? Because you can have gifts and be floating around, but if you don't, if you don't have character, the president of um, Russia is not going to listen to what you've got to say. You could go up and say, God's saying this, but people look for character. What is your life outside the church walls? What are you doing behind? And I tell you, the hardest walk for me is between Sunday and Monday, not that I struggle with sin, but it's the battles. The enemy wants to hit us, doesn't he? Does anybody fight battles besides me? Then we're all in the same house. <laughs> but we've won, haven't we? We have to keep in mind that if we keep our eyes on him and not the war, not the battle, and stay in the word of God, prayer is what will keep us. See, that's what saved Daniel. What was meant to destroy him saved him. Oh, my goodness. Are we living in a day today, 11, 11, 11, that anything could happen? Our power sh sh could shut down in California and, and 6 million people be out of power in a blink of an eye. Happened the other day. I don't know if it was that many. But it only missed us by uh, 10 minutes. We were on the computer working on the DVD, had no idea. People were texting us from uh, Alabama and Oklahoma, do you have power? I go, yeah. <laughs> you know, because we weren't watching the news. But see, you don't know when it suddenly can happen. But I'm going to tell you, Daniel had a secret to success. You, if you're in business... And you want to be successful, or if you want to be successful raising your kids, pray three times a day. Amen? Daniel had the key. He had integrity and character and an excellent spirit. So precision is doing something with perfection. So when the Holy Spirit is working in us and through us, it can be with perfection, can it? Now, we're not perfect. We all know that. Um, I know some people think they are, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll keep praying for them, right? <laughs> but... The, the secret is staying in the Holy Spirit, staying in the Word of God, and saying, Lord, I messed up. Get back up. Don't quit church when you mess up. Tell somebody that's not here tonight that messed up. Say, hey, listen, God loves you. Come on back. The church is a place of healing and restoration. Amen? It's a house of healing. It should be a hospital where people can come be healed and sent back out. So everything these people needed need is already been made available right here. Everything you need is already been made available. It's in our midst. Precision. Betty had an interpretation of a car or an engine. It has to, everything has to work perfectly. When the shuttle goes off, there can't be one little thing out of place, right? Everybody working in harmony. It's just like the church. We... If you read in 1 Corinthians, I think it's 12, 12 through 31. Now, the Holy Spirit gave me this in the car at Walgreens downtown. If we work together, we can get the job done. Everybody doing their part. Whatever your part is, whatever God's called you to do, give it your best. If it's serving, serve. If it's singing, singing. If it's ushering, usher. You can be an anointed at anything you do. 
and never covet someone else's position because you can't have uh, four eyes, can we? We look funny. That's why every joint supplies and every body has a part. There's eyes or ears and hands and toes, and we're all connected to fulfill what God has called us to do. So, the fourth thing he said, well, the two, vision and precision. The third thing was unity, Psalms 133. Turn there with me. Or if we got the big Bible, the guys are fast back there. Y'all got an anointed team here, amen? Isn't that awesome? Y'all need to celebrate yourselves, amen? When I picked that card out for Pastor Jane, I said, goodness, I'd like to keep this for myself. <laughs> no, that's all right. I was reading it because I like pink, and it was pink, and, and it says, what does it say, Pastor Janie, while we're getting the scripture up? Can we have fun? You are one amazing lady. <laughs> and I was reading it, and we were having fun in the car, so I read it in the car. I was reading it to Teresa and Betty, and it was the Lord saying it. See, I thought I was buying it from me to you, and the Lord said, no, it's from me to her. And how many words are powerful? Amen. And then I wrote my little part in the back there. It's not as important as his. But I looked at that and I went, I think I'll go get me one of these. <laughs> I mean, honestly, sometimes you need to do something for yourself. Because if you don't celebrate you, who's going to celebrate you? Think about it. Amen. You can work like a dog all your life. <laughs> really? And you could run and serve and, and nobody even notice you. And then one day you'll wake up and go, I'm going to go celebrate myself today. <laughs> I'm going to go out and buy me a card. and I mean, really, because if you, how, can you, how could I love Pastor Janie if I didn't love me? Is that what the Bible says? It does. It says if you don't, how could you, well, am I saying it right? You Love your neighbor as yourself. See? We're just flowing in the Holy Spirit. I like this card. It's so cute. But I just felt like <laughs> the Lord. And then you know what Betty told me? She goes, well, my husband buys himself a Christmas gift every year and sticks it on the tree. <laughs> and it says to Bill from Bill. Hey, it works. I thought about doing At least you know what you want. <laughs> you know, you usually get something for Christmas. That <laughs> you may not even use it. <laughs> That's right, you do. Anyway, I'm totally lost. Psalms 133. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in what? Unity. Isn't that awesome? I think about the Lord because he shows up. When he says he finds somewhere there's unity, he's coming. I can do something. There's power. And so, unity, precision, and vision. Okay, I'm going to sit this here for a second. So I can move around on the podium here. So, the next thing the Lord said was 2 Timothy 1, 5 through 7. Oh, God's getting ready to do something awesome. I just laid my Bible down. Look it up. I want you to read it. Are you? Where are you? Who has it? Someone can read it. Oh, it's on the board. You can do it on the board. Two nights ago, the Lord spoke to Teresa, and we were in Mimi's eating. We love to eat. We go to Cooper on Mimi's. But we were sitting there, and she began to weep. And we were sitting there with a, another woman of God in ministry. And the Lord said, I'm getting ready to stir the pot. And I'm stirring up the gifts that have lied dormant in you. And, that she, and the Lord was talking about us that has been lying dormant. I'm getting ready to stir them up. So when I call to remembrance, this is another thing God's going to do tonight. When I call to remembrance, how many know you need to call to remembrance sometimes what God has said? Not what the enemy says and not about the past. Remember, it's over. Lot's wife's gone and we're moving ahead. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother, Lois, and thy mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded that even thee also. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up. Can you say stir it up? The gift of God. The gift of God. It's in you, which is in thee by putting on my hands, Second Timothy 1, 6. The Holy Spirit is going to stir up something in you tonight. Can you receive that? Do you want it? How many want it? Amen? Things we go through. Come on, let's give God a shout. Yeah, praise Him and thank Him for stirring it up. Okay. He's stirring me up tonight. 
I'm juggling. I'm going from three notebooks to one, and we're going to get it. God's taking us somewhere. Oh, I'm excited he's taking us somewhere tonight. Okay? I'm so glad the pastors are letting me flow. So, um, and he said I could take all night, and boy, I'm excited. Okay, here's the first page. Now, back to my original message. Jessup means what? Joseph, Jehovah brings increase. He will add. Write that down. That's good. He will add. Can you say he will add? God's the one that brings the multiplication, doesn't he? When you sow a seed, if you have a garden and you plant it, if you stand out there and look at it all day, I mean, it's not going to (laughs) grow. But when... God gets a hold of that seed, and you let it die, it's going to bring increase. John twelve twenty four says, unless a kernel of wheat fall into the ground and die, it will abide alone. But if it dies, it's going to produce a harvest. Can you say harvest? harvest? What is harvest associated with? Increase. Add on. He's going to add to you. We're going to do a prophetic act here in a minute. Who else did God add to? Listen. Abraham. Abraham was 75 years old. Hit your neighbor and say, you're never too young and you're never too old. Come on, slap somebody right now. You're never too young and you're never too old for increase. Amen? Amen? Listen, somebody in here, God's going to write a new chapter through your life that may not have been there through your your previous parents or your grandparents. You may not have had a Lois. Or a Eunice. Can you say amen? Listen, you may be the one that's getting ready to write the chapter that's going to change history in your bloodline. Come on. Amen? That's where God's looking today. He's looking for somebody. Listen, Rahab was in there. She was in the bloodline. She was a prostitute, but she obeyed God's word. What happened? Jesus came through her. Oh, I'm about to shout. Listen, this is good. Lord, we give you praise. God's getting ready to do something through you that's never been done before. Get ready for change, and I'm totally messed up. Abraham, 75, get out from your family and follow me, and I'll take you to a place. He said, I'll bless you, and I'll make you a blessing, didn't he? And I will curse those that curse you. That's huge. But it took obedience to step out in faith, remember? He didn't just put his big toe in there, so I think I'll try it, Lord, I don't know. Come on, Sarah, stick our toe out there in the sand. No, he said, let's go. Let's load up and we're moving to Beverly. The Clampets, remember? Hills, there he is. Movie stars. That's for the Lord sent us. That's right. Swimming pool. Don't forget you got to dive in. See, all this has got a tapestry, doesn't it? I'm doing it this way to see if you're paying attention because there's a test at the end and we're going to, we've got questionnaires to see if y'all are listening. Okay. All right, so, but see, in the process of the obedience with Abram, his name was changed. Jessup. There was an S. If you had an S to your city's name, it means Jehovah brings increase. God's getting ready to add a S to your name. I'm prophesying. I believe there's an anointing on this word. Abram, his name was changed a few chapters over. He waited on the promise of God for 25 years. How am I going to be able to carry on, God? You haven't given me a seed. God told him he'd give him a son, but he had an Ishmael, didn't he? Sometimes we try to do it ourselves, don't we? Well, God's not going to show up. It's been 10 years, and he said this, and it's not going to happen, so I'm just going to make it happen. You ever done that? doesn't mean that God disqualifies you. You're still called. You're still chosen. God did not say to Abraham, well... You listened to Sarah, and y'all did the wrong thing, and so Isaac's not coming. When God makes a covenant with you, he's not breaking it. Does anybody understand that? God made a covenant with me when I left Alabama to go to West Virginia, and he gave me Abraham, chapter 12. And I didn't know nothing, never been anywhere, and I knew what God had told me, and I started to write it down the other day. Laying across my grandmother's bed in 1993 on August 16th, I've been spirit-filled one year, and my life, I grew so much in one year that people takes 20 years to do. And I found this out later. Why? Because I saw God. I believe God. And when you trust him, things happen a little faster. 
doesn't it? Especially when you have childlike faith. Never grow up. I always say that. Stay on your honeymoon. Never grow up. Always be in love with Jesus. Be, just love him. Don't, don't care what people think. Who cares anyway? People are going to think what they want anyway. I mean, they're going to like you or not like you. It's just the bottom line. <laughs> so you need to celebrate you. Go get you a card at Cracker Barrel. Pick one out <laughs> and sign it to yourself. Amen. So Abraham left, didn't care what his family thought. The promise came, and God changed his name. What did he say? You're not just Abraham anymore. You're the father of many nations. Why? He believed God, and it was counted unto righteousness. You want to be righteous? Believe God's word. Amen? Believe what he said. Don't doubt. Say, Lord, help me with my unbelief. And sometimes it gets hard. I know. I've been through wildernesses, got through them, and went back through another one. It gets dry, but see, God knows he can trust you. You know, I remember uh, um, Mother Teresa, and that's, she's right here on the front row, <laughs> that she had said, I, you know, I wish God didn't trust me so much because he, he, he keeps giving me more things to do. <laughs> and if you, you've ever real, recognized that, the more you have to do, the more trust that God has in you. But he knows he can trust you. Just say that right now. Put your hand on your heart. Say it. Say, I know the Lord can trust me. Amen. Maybe you haven't been trusted before, but you need to know God wants to trust you and work through you. Amen. So let's move on. Joshua 3, 1 through 7 says, For God was preparing Israel to cross over into destiny and what belonged to them. And he told Joshua in 3, 5, Sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do what? Wonders among you. God's getting ready to do something big in this house. It's not just words. I'm picking it up in the spirit. Yeah, let that, just let it sink in. The Lord said to me that he is getting ready to take you out of testing, which is for the number 10. 11 means disorder and chaos. Has anybody had any of that this year? Am I the only one? There are days I wake up and wonder, where am I? Amen. <laughs> what is going on? What was that all about? Have you ever looked back <laughs> and say, what was that all about? <laughs> Lord, what? How did? And I lived through it. You're still standing. I'm still standing. Thank God. It means the Lord's not done with us. Amen. Remember, it doesn't matter what people think. It matters what God thinks. Because people are always going to have an opinion. We've all got one. Amen. But God's opinion is the greatest. So out of disorder and chaos, the children of Israel came out of bondage. They came through and they made it through the Red Sea. Do you feel like you went through the Red Sea this year? <laughs> and they got to the other side. And guess what they done? They rejoiced and they danced and they praised and they wrote new songs. Miriam wrote a song, and, and, and Moses had never been written. So you say, well, God, this transition is hard. Why has it happened to me? Because I'm getting ready to do something through you that you couldn't do in your own power. Amen? You can't make it happen, but I can, sister. I can, brother. I can do it if you'll let me do it. I'm going somewhere. So get ready. Write Luke, Luke 4.18 down. Go ahead and write John 14.12. I've already quoted that one, but write it down. Now listen to this. Flow with me just a second. I'm getting ready to close out here. You may have had an Ishmael, but God's plan and prophecy and word, like I said earlier, to Abraham did not change. He still brought it to pass. And when he did, joy came. Because what God has promised, he will bring it to you. Amen? And when God gets ready to change your name, you have to know that increase is coming. Say increase. The name change brought Abraham to a father of many nations at 99 years old. Don't give me any excuses tonight, amen. Betty, come on now. Wake up now. The greatest days are ahead. God has used Betty greatly in my life. I love her dearly. And another thing is to value people around you. Never take for granted those God's given you in your life. So, 10 was a hard year, 2010. Tested for a testimony, right? 10 is a number for testimony. I don't know about you, but I went through tests that I can't even talk about. Number 11, 
transition into our destiny. See, this transition was for our, our future. In 12, tomorrow is the 12th. Something good's getting ready to happen. Apostolic order. God's governmental authority. God's getting ready to come on the scene in the apostolic anointing and movement's coming, which is miracles, signs, and wonders. I believe God's glory is going to come so strong in this church that people are going to be healed during the worship, delivered, and set free. Confirmation is Ephesians 4, 11 through 12. He gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints and what? For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Now this is something I want you to, to, to ponder here and do this. Grieve the past season this year of those you've lost. Okay? Now I'm talking, listen, I live this. This is this is this word I lived, okay? So I want you to know you're in the good company. <laughs> Go buy yourself a card. Amen. Okay. Grieve the past seasons this year of those you lost, the natural and in the spiritual. My grandfather died in December. That was a hard transition for me. He was almost 90. So anytime there's a death, there has to be a grieving. Amen? But it doesn't end bad. It'll end good. God created us this way. People you thought would be friends uh, with you for the rest of your life, look at Abraham. In order to obtain what God had for him, he had to leave the familiar. Because familiarity will breed contempt. Amen? So he had to leave. And um, he had to send his Ishmael away into the desert. Think about it. This son came from him. But God said he's got to go away. Because Isaac is the promised child. Isn't that powerful? It is hard. Why? Because we're human beings and we got flesh. And someone was singing, not in your emotions. Was my sister singing? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> okay, y'all are still with me? What we did in the flesh will not be a part of our spiritual lives in this new season. Repent and move ahead. Take what you were supposed to get out of that transition, which there is good in there somewhere because God would not have allowed you to go through it. Isn't that good? Come on, give him a shout. Come on, thank him. Amen? Listen, when Moses died, that's a good transition right there. Joshua, he said, my servant Moses is dead. And I could see Joshua going, I know. <laughs> I know. You don't have to tell me, God, I know. He's gone. What did you do this for? And he said, now get up. And he told him several times. He didn't just tell him once. You're going to lead the people now. Now, when you followed Moses for a long time, it's going to be hard because he saw what Moses went through for 40 years. <laughs> he saw the rebellion and all the things that went on, didn't he? And he said, Lord, you're going to have to help me. <laughs> I don't know about this. But see, Joshua wasn't Moses, so he done it a different way. He had a different anointing and mantle. But God chose Joshua. But see, what did he say? They had to grieve. Moses was a mighty man of God. And they had to grieve Moses before they could go over the Jordan. They had to sanctify themselves before they could go over the Jordan. What were we just talking about? The ass sanctification. Jessup. God increases. God adds. God's getting ready to add. That's all I know. You know? Healing. They, they had to circumcise themselves first because they didn't know in the wilderness what to do. This was a whole new generation. And you are a new generation. Amen? So, we are maturing that we will be able to stand in the toughest seasons. And God, like Abraham knew, he could trust you and pass the test and make it through the transition from one bank to the other. Amen? Are y'all ready to cross over? Are you ready to say goodbye to the past? Say bye-bye. Just do it right now. Bye. -bye. bye, -bye. <laughs> Rod Parsley done this. He goes, I want you to look over your right shoulder. Everybody do it. Go ahead. Now I want you to look over your left shoulder. That's the last time you're looking back. Amen? Come on. Give God a praise. Amen. 
glory, and we're about here at the end. So why did, and the awesome part about this, see, God knows he can trust you. This is the good thing. That's why you've gone through what you've gone through. That's why I went through what I went through. Listen, if, sometimes you think, I've heard pastors say, if you're not called to be in the ministry, don't get in there. And I sit there on the pew, and I go, well, I would never say that. <laughs> I mean, everybody should want to serve God and be in the ministry. And I was so loving and innocent, and then I got in the ministry. <laughs> and I was like, that's why that mighty woman of God said that. <laughs> because the Lord told me when I was working in West Virginia in 1995, he said, I said, Lord, I thought I was going to work in the ministry because I was working in the ministry. And then he took me out on eagle's wings. I mean, he shot me out of that cannon so fast. He goes, I'm going to allow you to get hurt. Now, this is what he said, but I'm going to heal you, and I'm going to take you out on eagle's wings. I said, God, you must really trust me to do this. But he told me he was going to do it before it happened. And I left and went to the wilderness of West Virginia and worked on a job. And there the Lord told me, if you can't work in the world, you'll never make it in the ministry. <laughs> no, I'm laughing, but he's serious. I mean, because you're in a war. I mean, we are in a war. We've already won. But the enemy doesn't like you when you start doing things for God, does he? Amen? If we sit here and come here for service and praise God, this is great. I love the atmosphere here. And we go home and eat and work and come back. You really don't go through a lot of battles, do you? <laughs> But when you step out and you dive into the water, things start happening, right? Does that make sense? Because I enjoyed my time on the pew. Listen, I loved it. I'd come to church and I'd soak. And I'd bring a whole bunch of people with me, though. I never came alone. I'd, I'd bring people with me. My pastor loved me in West Virginia. He'd say, who she got with her tonight? <laughs> because I'd meet people. Come on, let's go. Let's go to church. I couldn't preach, but I could pull people in because I knew they needed what I had. Does anybody need what you got? Nobody but me. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving you. I love you. So anyway, we're closing out. If God led you to this Red Sea, he's going to bring you out. He would never take you down there and desert you. But he brought you there to, to perform a miracle. And I believe God's getting ready to do miracles in people's lives. It's time for you. It's time for some healing. And time to go forth. Can you say amen? I've been there. Teresa, have I been there? Okay, thank you. It's good to let somebody, It's good when somebody sees you die. And you come through it. And they can testify. Amen. I love carpet. Do y'all like carpet? I like the soft kind because that's where I, I stayed this year. Was on the carpet. But there can't be a victory without... Amen. In the cross, without that cross, none of us would be here. And there's victory in death, isn't there? When we die to the things we want, then God can resurrect us. Isn't that awesome? Amen.